talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, the show where I interview amazing humans with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. I'm very excited about my guest today. Heyo. Jimmy O. Yang is a writer, actor, comedian. Uh, he's been on Silicon Valley, Crazy Rich Asians. His book is How to American, and he's going to be on the upcoming Steve Carell vehicle, <laughs> Space Force. Space Force. With uh, Tawny Newsom, friend of the show. The best. The best. Uh, welcome, Jimmy. Hello, Dan. Uh, along with all those credits, uh, you are a, an avid foodie. Avid. A world-traveling foodie. Absolutely. A man after my own heart. I didn't realize it until we followed each other on the gram, and I was like, oh, okay. I see you. I yeah. see you, Jimmy. You gave me some oh, great yeah. suggestions, man. You uh, know? Um, uh, before we get to all the world-traveling and all that, we are going to go through your fridge. Of course. Jimmy sent a bunch of fridge pictures, which you can check out on my Instagram, at StandUpDan. Uh, let's get right to it. First of all, mm-hmm. did you stage this at all? Or no, not just, at all. Really? You're I just mean, an organized fridge guy. I try to, you know, have the drinks ready. So I, I want to feel like whenever I open my fridge, it's like MTV Cribs. You know what I mean? I mean, it looks like it. You, the labels are all pointed in the right direction. I love it. Okay, so then we have some fun ingredients going on. Yes. Though. You got the uh, the canned green tea. Always fun. Always. Always yeah. festive. Uh, you know, the most important ingredient in any Asian guy's kitchen is uh, a rice leftover rice oh is that what it is yeah there's that bowl on the second row leftover rice yeah and then you just reheat it in the in the microwave either reheat it or leftover rice is the best for uh cooking fried rice yes you actually want it to be in the fridge because then it takes all the moisture out exactly and then it it gets a nice crackle when you throw it in there Mm -hmm. do you make a lot of fried rice i do uh but now i've been uh, making a lot of japanese rice bowls Okay. Like a gyodon or like an oyakodon and stuff like that super easy to make and it's delicious absolutely Mm mm-hmm Japanese pantry is very. Are you are you more into Japanese food than Chinese food? I am now, I guess, just for the moment. I mean, I grew up eating Chinese, so I'm still super into Chinese. Um, but there's, I feel like, around my neighborhood in West Hollywood, there's better Japanese options than Chinese Absolutely. options. Um, and it Japanese options is just easier to make as a one man meal, like a one bowl meal. Yes. Whereas Chinese food is more of an operation. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta get the duck. You gotta separate the skin from the duck. The whole gotta, thing. <laughs> I know? actually ordered an air pressurized thing so that I can separate the skin from the duck to make like Peking duck. Oh, my, you made Peking duck at your house? What I, you do in the oven? No, I have a Traeger grill, which is like a wood fire pellet grill. Oh my god! So you get the actual smoke on it. That's amazing. It's. It didn't come out that great. I think I know what I fucked up. Uh-huh. I didn't get enough moisture out of the duck. You got to make it super dry before you crisp up the skin. Wow. See, I, I, I don't go that far. I know my limits. You, you know? know, I just I, I make the stuff that you could make in a kitchen. I don't try to buy extra equipment or whatever. The only thing I have is like a sous vide. And OK. That, and that's fun. That's pretty advanced. Yeah. You know, people think. But 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 it's like the, one of the easiest things to do. Yeah. Most sous-vide. of those things are. Listen, when I take my air pressure hose and I stick it in the neck of the duck, it's pretty. It's Where do you buy a whole duck? In the Chinese market? No, you can get it at Whole Foods. I, I bouged it up and got one from Whole Foods. How Mary's. How much is that? Mary's makes an expensive fucking duck. I bet. But I wonder. I think the ones in the Chinese market are probably would probably be better for Peking duck. Maybe. Um, yeah, the, I don't like, you know, it doesn't have the head on. You need that head on creepy factor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause and, and, and also, 
I, I don't know why Americans get so freaked out when I post like a plate of chicken from a Chinese restaurant. The head is on and the, the butt is there. there. The feet is there. People eat that. Like my grandmother loves that kind of stuff. Dude, I consider me your grandmother. Hey. I'm into that stuff too. Although w- there was one thing I went to a Chinese restaurant recently that had uh, duck tongues. Oh, have you ever had that? Yes, I did. Like the jaw, and, uh, and they fried it. It's a whole plate of it. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's delicious. It was super cartilaginous. It was way more cartilaginous than I thought it was mm. going to be. Is that a word, cartilaginous? <laughs> it is. Wow, it, it is on this podcast. Nice, nice. <laughs> Are you into the cartilag- cartilaginous flavors? I used to be. I, I, when I was a kid, I mean, I grew up eating dim sum in Hong Kong, so I right. love like chicken feet. I would chew down, you know, whatever. Oh yeah. But now, as I grow up, um, I guess I understand what it is. Uh, so. I eat less of it. I'm still very open to it. I love all the innards, you uh-huh. know, of like uh, cows and stuff, like tripe and and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, uh, liver. I I love I love a good liver yeah. stir fry. I feel like the older we get, the more I become bored with like basic flavors, mm, like a chicken breast or like a fillet or whatever. And I think that then that's when you start going to the organs and stuff because you're like, oh, this is exciting. I've never yeah. had this before. Or different types of cuisine, I guess. Uh, I always buy chicken thighs. I think that's way more versatile than chicken breast. Yes, you know, absolutely. And I never just kind of grill it up, you know, pan fried or whatever. I try to, you know, maybe mince it to make like a, a Thai dish, or, or or you know, chop it up to make some uh, uh, Japanese curry or something. And there's so much you can do with just some basic ingredients. You can really, you know. Like, if you have the right sauces, you can make any type of cuisine. I didn't know that you were as much of a home cook as you are, Jimmy. Recently, I, I, I really enjoy it. I think, you know what's funny? You know, uh, I'm very blessed, like, being able to act and stuff. Uh, but then whenever I show up on set, I look at the caterers. I'm like, man, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I'll quit acting to cater to the set right now. It's so fun. Like you just, it's a very physical activity. It's very primal. You're feeding people. You feel loved. You know, it's great. Oh my god! Yeah. So that's your passion. Your day I job so, is man. being on on the most celebrated television shows of our generation. <laughs> but your passion is doing the catering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Silicon Valley pays the bills, so yeah. I can cook. <laughs> so you can cater. So I can for buy someone's... ingredients from Whole Foods. <laughs> you know, what? Uh, how was the catering on Silicon Valley? Um, really good, really good. We're great crafty. So like yeah. also every three hours or so we have like snacks, like wings and stuff. It's so easy to get fat. So on set, easy man. to get fat. Oh, and I man. got really fat because um I think between season one and two I became a series regular. That's when you start making some money. Oh, did you start as a as a recurring? As a guest star, not even a recurring. Get out of here. Maybe a co star. Literally two lines. Wow. Yeah. You had to you had to claw your way up. Yeah. I and, love that. And 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 it just kinda worked out. And then season two we found a dynamic between me and TJ and that, you know, got the ball rolling. Yeah. And then even after he left, you know, there was enough of my character to do. Um so I've been really fortunate with that show. Um and that was definitely like my big break, you know. Uh but you know, between season one and two when I got my raise, I yeah. sh- I was driving Uber season one. Like that that was how broke. Get I the was. fuck out of here. For real. Yeah. I had a two thousand six Prius. And then um I just started eating so much because I could finally afford to go eat out. Wait, hold on. Before we go on, did anyone recognize you when you were Uber driving? No, no, no. It was, it oh, was that would be season hilarious. one. I had like maybe three episodes and like, you know, five lines. Total, okay. You know. And uh, so by season two, I was eating Tatsu ramen every day. Oh, nice. Tatsu is a ramen joint in LA, which yeah. there's a couple of them. It's kind of a... It's like the Nespresso of ramen. It's like okay. It's pretty now good. Now in hindsight, I love their chicken ramen. It's very good. But 
the line, it's so overhyped now. Oh, yeah. I almost don't want to talk about them. It's a crazy line. Just the line is crazy. And I, but the thing is, I usually go there after my sets at like 1 or 2 a.m. And they open that late, which is great. Interesting. But now even at like 2 a.m., there's a line. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like, it's all automated and computerized and fun like that. Very Japanese. But there's way better ramen in L.A., I think. What's your favorite ramen? Um, I just discovered this place that has been blowing my mind downtown. It's called Rakan, R-A-K-K-A-N. And actually, they have a a second outpost in Tokyo. So it's like Tokyo and fucking And they start in Tokyo? Tokyo and Skid Row are there, too. Oh, I gotta go. It's so good. What kind of ramen? Shoyu. Oh, nice. Shoyu is what they spend. So I feel like in America, tonkotsu ramen is what you see everywhere because it's very fatty and porky thick. and thick it's like almost creamy colored yeah and i feel like it's american flavors are way more into that yeah yeah whereas in japan i don't know if you know if, when you were in tokyo you were just in tokyo uh, most of the places i went to were shoyu which is soy based ramen which is a lot yeah. lighter like you can yeah. have that bowl of ramen and you can like go and you know absolutely or, or it's like go a back clear your day. broth uh you don't need a nap or it's a, a, a dashi broth uh like a fish based broth yeah it's a lot clearer and cleaner now yeah. Sometimes I find myself, even Tatsu, instead of ordering like the thick pork ramen, I, I just order like uh, uh, the vegetarian option. Oh, wow. So it's like dashi broth. It's really clear and it's clean. And it's easy. And it's easy. And, and like you said, you can go do a set after or whatever. Right. You know? But having said that, I think pound for pound, uh, my favorite is Tsujita Annex, which is the, hardi- the hardiest ramen you can get. It's called Jiro style ramen. And it huh. is basically made for like Japanese truck drivers. No <laughs> like, way. We're going to get like one meal uh, a day. It's the, the noodles are thicker. They're sort of like a bucatini, like fettuccine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, and the broth is just like pork back fat. Ooh. Dude, it is. It's thick as hell. Silly how good this is. It's, is I it think, a sukumen? No, no, it, they, it's called Jiro style, mm. and I think it's because they use the back fat in it, so it's like got like almost like a half an inch of just like liquid fat. Oh. On top. I I think it's impossible to finish. Like I've never finished it. I'll I'll finish the noodles and then I'll have like uh, half of the broth and then I take the rest home, and buy more noodles, and I can make like two more ramens. Out what of it. scares me is whenever I freeze leftover noodles or leftover broth because you can't really, I guess, put it in the fridge with the noodles. It goes to shit. Yeah. But you you put it in the fridge and then the broth the next day congeals and you're like. This is what I'm eating? This meat jelly? No wonder I gained 15 pounds. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's like solid mm-hmm. at room temperature. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. That, that's why the clear broth is a little better. My favorite That's the way to go. I got to say is uh Santuka inside of the Mitsua in Mar Vista. Santuka ramen, it's actually from Tokyo. I think they have a couple locations there. Uh, okay. And they just have a great shio ramen just oh, they, they they have everything. I think it's a pork and chicken base. It's still a little thick. But the salt version of uh, it is is amazing. It's That's the, the one, one that is uh, in that supermarket. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that place is delicious. So good. Did you know that ramen uh, comes to us from the Chinese? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, initially, I, I think it was called like ramen. Yeah, ramen. Ramen. I mean, it's like pulled noodles. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what What do you prefer? Uh, I do like the Japanese version a little more, but I do love a good, like, just wonton noodle soup from Hong Kong. Yeah. All those ja- uh, kind of more Shanghainese-style uh, noodle soups from, like, Ding Tai Fung and, like, Tasty Noodle House, like that type. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I grew up with. But I think... Tasty Noodle House is legit, right? It, it's good. It's is good. It? Okay. Uh, it's It's pretty Chinese, like, in a way that... 
like the portions are too big that's sometimes. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for pretty Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the <laughs> portions are too big sometimes. Whereas, right. Like Ding Tai Fung is a little more uh, subtle. Yeah. You know, like you don't feel 100 pounds afterwards. So Din Tai Fung, there's two of them, I think, in LA. That's probably the most popular yeah. dumpling joint. There's a few now. In our side of town, there's one in the Westfield Mall yeah. uh, in Century City. There's one in Glendale. But there's a couple on the east side, like Alhambra and stuff. You know. We're going to take a break, but stay tuned for more. Back to Jimmy O. Yang. What is... I, I feel like Chinese cuisine is a blind spot for me. Like, oh, I don't know enough. I think it's also one of those things that when I learn a little bit about it, I realize how much I don't know. Let me be your guide. Yeah, please. Because okay. It, it's, it's so complicated because there's like, I think six major... It's a big country. It's a big it, country. Yeah, and there's six major pillars of Chinese cuisine. Okay. I, I don't really know all of them, but there's Shanghainese, Cantonese, uh, Sichuan, and, and ba- the northern Beijing, and then a few other Hunan and stuff like that. So I grew up in Hong Kong, right. which is Cantonese food. So it's dim sum uh, at lunch and brunch. Uh, and then at night, it's, uh, you know, uh, a seafood base. That's when you see all the fish tanks in its Chinese restaurants. Yes. Um, so it's great seafood and it's delicious. Okay. Uh, and then the Shanghainese food, it's kind of like tasty noodle house. And um, Ding Tai Fung is a Taiwanese joint, but it's Shanghainese inspired. So it's Xiaolong Bao. Um, uh, so those uh, the big, San bao, the, big thick bao, like spongy? Uh it depends. The baos could be a tashu bao is a, a dim sum item in Cantonese cuisine. Okay, but the thick pan fried uh, pan fried baos that's a Shanghainese street food. Okay, so Shanghainese uh, Cantonese use a lot more alkaline noodles, like the yellowish wonton thin noodles, yes. wavy. Uh, Shanghainese use more flour based noodles. Okay. Uh, so the white noodles you see in Ding Tai Fung and stuff like that. Alkaline noodles are what they use in, in ramen as well, which yes. can can withstand any amount of heat. They can like keep keep them boiling exactly. for like twenty minutes and it's hard won't break to down. overcook it. Yeah, uh, it has a better chew. With flour noodles, a little more delicate, but it has a good mouthfeel to it. Uh, you know, interesting. So fl- I wonder who. So the Chinese probably came up with flour noodles before the Italians did. Oh, I think the Italians, yeah, got pasta from China. Yeah, yeah, uh, Chinese. I would like to think it's probably the first to have noodles. Yeah. Um, and 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 my dad always told me this. It's interesting. You go to northern China, uh, Shanghai would be in the middle. It would be kind of like the cutoff point. Anything north of Shanghai, like Beijing and stuff, that would uh-huh. be northern China. South of it would be Hong Kong and stuff. That's Canton, you know, that that part of China. So south of China, people eat more rice. Okay. Because uh, the weather is better for growing rice. Interesting. Uh, whereas northern China, people eat more flour products. So you, now you see in Beijing, there's a ton of dumplings and stuff. Okay. Because that's what they grow. Like like flour, it's easier to grow up there and less rice now. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, northern China Probably because there's less water because rice takes a shit ton of water to grow. It's colder up there, I okay. guess. So maybe that's why I'm not really sure of the science. Um, and then you get to like Szechuan, which is like the spicy, the mouth numbing, the Szechuan peppers. Yeah, what's that about? Why did they um, get so nuts about these peppers? I love it, but sometimes it gets too much. It's uh, a little bit like a roller coaster ride for your. It is. Buds. It's like going. I, I love going to a restaurant. Uh, sometimes that's not 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 just a meal. It's like an adventure. Like uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's an activity, like a hot pot, like a Korean barbecue. You get the hang. It, it's a thing, right? Um, and then Szechuan, I feel the same way. Like you feel this, like a uh, rush of endorphin, you know, when you eat, <laughs> yeah. eat Szechuan food. And it's yeah, if you've never had Szechuan peppercorns, they're basically they numb your mouth. They yeah. literally will numb your mouth, and they kind of 
changed the flavor of everything and everything tastes fucking weird and it's like yeah it was it, illegal up until a couple years ago in the states no way yeah really yeah yeah get out of here i guess it's like a numbing thing that you can use to like ex- literally get high kind of and then you literally you do get high when you eat something so spicy oh yeah and like it releases kind of mouth that numbing. yeah it does release endorphins yeah, yeah i think so that is wild I, I, chinese hot pot always fucks me up because oh, really? i always forget that as it's on, you're just evaporating water, so it's just gonna get hotter oh, and you hotter get, you gotta, and more concentrated and more concentrated. You gotta keep broth. You gotta pour broth in it halfway and let it reboil. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, if if you're there for too long, I just wait till it turns into a, a hot slurry, and then I can't fucking that's, <laughs> feel that's my rough. face for a couple days. So, uh, one of the great shabu places, I got a shout out to Bon Shabu. It's in Koreatown. All you can eat. Uh, they have like Chinese ba- broth or uh, uh, Korean soup base, whatever. Uh, really versatile, and um, what they do is at the end, when your shit is boiled down, and all the flavors in that little thick broth, yeah. you know, on the bottom of your hot pot, they come in and they make a, a, a rice porridge. They pour rice, little seaweed, little uh, uh, egg, and then mix it all in, cook it down, and it's one of the best rice porridges. Wow. Yeah. Because you got that. all the flavor in it. How cool. Everything you work for all night, it's in there. Wow. Yeah. Do you um are you a fan of uh of Chinese duck whether it's Peking or yeah. Beijing? I, I like it. I don't need to eat it every day. I like it. I think it's, it's probably my favorite duck that I I okay it's duck rare. duck is one of my favorite foods. Yeah, and that fucking crispy skin, man. Whew. It's delish. Whew. Yeah. So um, that's I guess. Yeah. Not very often do Chinese people eat Peking duck. You're not, like not, you're not nuts about. It. I thought we were gonna bond on it, and now I'm feeling, I like it. I feel like, I feel like alone on this on this island, this duck island. It's like eating I don't know like lobster. Like it's delicious, but it's not like Americans or Australians eat lobster every day. It's right. like a luxury thing that yeah. you get every now and then, and it's great. But um, I mean, I I'm not like I'm eat. not like a boy king eating duck every night. I'm just. <laughs> No, but that's your thing. <laughs> it's my thing. I, love I like it. the Chinese food that you can mix the sauce with the rice and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, there's a, like a sauce to it. My fa- my favorite duck is the um, I don't know actually how to say it in, but in Cantonese it's a lo soi ngap. Okay, lo soi. It's this kind of like braised broth. I don't know how exactly you make it. It's a little sweet. It's a little aromatic, and the uh, the duck is boiled in it. So it's a Qiuzhou, uh It's a certain region that's near the Canton region. So it's it's kind of like almost like street food. They just have low soy, like this thing. You, you know, in Japan, you know, uh, all these skewers in Seven Eleven, it's dipped in that like broth. Yes. So it's kind of like that, but the Chinese version of it. Oh, fun. And then they have duck. They have eggs. They have like little uh, uh, slices of different things, and it's one of the best things ever. Wow. And it's a great sauce that you mix with your rice. Is there a place in LA that has this? I'm sure on the east side you can find it. Yeah, uh, it's very popular in Hong Kong, but it's one of those very specific things. Um, and also, the duck here is not as—it's not right. It's not right. The—it's the, like the chicken here. It's not right. Uh-huh. It's a different type of chicken. Yeah, you got to go to the Chinese grocery stores to get like the yellow skin chicken. Yeah, that's much smaller. It's not steroided, you know. Yeah. So same thing with the duck. Um, and a lot of uh, a lot uh, a lot of uh, Cantonese. I, I I think I'm translating this right. So there's ngap, which is duck. And then ngo, which is, I think, crane, a swan. Okay. I mean, it sounds terrible to eat them, but whatever. It's the same I'm as not, a fucking I'd, duck. I, I'd fuck up it's, a crane. It's poultry. I you know? <laughs> and it's, I'll, I'll chew on its long-ass legs and it's enjoy it. delicious. <laughs> like a corn it's on like a, the cob. Yeah. It's oh. a better version of a duck. Is it really? Yeah. No way. 
Yeah, it's a little fattier. It's a little more tender. It's wow. Beautiful. Can you get that in, in the U.S.? Or they, they, PETA would I fucking go lose their shit outside. Maybe if you go to a Chinese grocery store, yeah, maybe you could. Uh, or, or maybe it's like a band thing. I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. I can't. I never thought I needed a crane, and now I don't know how I'm going to live without it. It's crane it. or swan, whatever the translation is. I'm not really sure. Well, swan it's, is a lot like goose, and goose is... Or maybe it's goose. I don't know, man. I don't know what more <laughs> translates to. Uh, but, yeah. I, I still want to eat a swan now, though. I don't yeah. care. If this... I'm not sure they're all fucking the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did uh, you find that there was any uh, British influence in the food in Hong Kong? Yeah, so uh, there's a type of cuisine in Hong Kong called... Uh, Kind of Western Cantonese. Okay. So there's a lot of cafes of that. Uh, it's called Gong Sik sites, which means Cantonese style Western food. So they have like um, fried fillets, uh, but then you put mayonnaise on it. But then there's, there's a side of rice, vegetable soup, and stuff like that, but with a little Hong Kong twist. Um, cheese toast with shrimp and stuff like that. And it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, you can find that definitely uh, in like, you know, one of those cafes in. In Monterey Park, like the east side, like ABC Cafe, whatever yeah. cafe, you know. Uh, yeah, we, we should go to one of them. It's funny. I think British food on its own can be pretty bland and stupid. Yeah. But like whenever they colonize somewhere and they throw their little flair into the local food, like chicken tikka masala is like completely a British invention. Right? It's is not it? like Indian. Oh, <laughs> But right. like they were just like, this needs a little more cream. And they just fucking added a bunch of cream. So chicken tikka masala is like a chicken curry with cream and like it's tomato. It's less spicy. Exactly. It's tomato based with cream. Cream. So it was def, def. It was just to like appeal to like white white oh. people taste buds, and it's fucking delicious. I mean, but it's definitely like it's a British invention. It has not. It was actually, I think, the first chicken tikka masala was served in London. It wasn't even like served in. Uh, it was like the immigrants who came over to England. Wow, made it with with like British people. What does tikka masala mean? Does that mean something? <sighs> um. I have no idea, dude. Dude, don't oh, fucking. Don't. Why are you calling me out on my? I don't. Show? I'm. Just, I know. I don't know. I'm asking. I what have a, no idea. Man. Like if that's like a just a British made up <laughs> word. We're gonna cut this out, bro. <laughs> We're gonna cut this out. Losing street cred. <laughs> um, I think masala is. Uh, masala. I, I'm gonna say, completely not knowing, but masala might be because I've seen masala on a bunch of different things. So maybe that's like a, gene- a word for sauce. Huh. Maybe. What is it? Sauce, sauce or spice. spice. Okay. okay, cool. You know, I'm literally allergic to white people food, like, like, like physically. Now we're talking. So I, I, I got tested for my allergy because I, I get a lot of sore throats and mucus. Right now, my, my, my voice is fucked up because I went karaoke. And yeah, he went hard. Issue. He went hard. So, um, <laughs> but I got tested. I'm allergic to citric acid, which is anything lemon, lime, stuff like that. And uh, cream-based stuff, uh, milk-based things. So tomatoes and cream, literally the shit that they threw in the tikka masala, I'm allergic to. <laughs> It'll give me a ton of mucus. Wow. And yeah. yeah, tomatoes. Interesting because I think it's funny. I remember uh, reading somewhere that um, Asian people can like, they can get down with like stinky tofu and it's yeah. like, it doesn't phase them at all. But then like a stinky cheese, like a brie will like fuck them up. Like just the smell will fuck us up or like physically it will mess Well, us I up. think that I think like genetically, I think I think you guys just aren't you guys are you guys aren't designed for the for the I funky cheese. I think most Asian people are lactose intolerant. Yeah. But apparently I met a lot of Asians that aren't. 
you know, um, I guess it just, you're allergic to the stuff you didn't grow up eating. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, lime and like oranges and stuff, I just get a ton of mucus. That's know? why it's funny for me when in America, you see this a lot when there's like a new, a new diet fad and they're like, you can only eat this and dairy's the devil and this yeah. and that. You're like, yo, like if you fucking grew up in Greece, you can probably fuck with some feta cheese and you'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also like probably it's just American version of whatever that is, gluten or milk, that's shit. Right, right, right. You know, if you go to, like I've heard stories of people that are like allergic to gluten or straight up like celiac or whatever. Yeah. And they go to Italy and they can eat all the gluten because it's more natural. It's not like fucking processed. Right. It doesn't have the Monsanto jizz in it. Yeah. Monsanto jizz. <laughs> there you go. That's what's making us sick. It's that Monsanto jizz. Monsanto jizzing in our mouth. By the way, in your fridge, uh, you've last minute this morning, mm. like you were like, I got to send you this. This needs to make it into the pics. Close-ups. I got to I gotta get some close-ups. I love the close-ups. But this, this wacky sausage... This is my favorite sausage. What so is this? Arab- Japanese sausage. Uh, a lot of it is made with wild boar or dark pork. Uh-huh. And it's delicious. It's tiny. It's actually the, maybe the size of my finger. That one's a little longer. Oh, interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's really good. You can buy a Japanese market. It's not cheap. That little pack maybe yay big, like, you know, size 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 of my fist, you know. Uh, it's like $11. But no it's way. some of the most delicious sausages. Throw on the grill, pan fry it, put on your rice. Arabiki, it's, it's like good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's this, the casing has a good snap to it, Oof. and then the, and 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 then the meat is so juicy and delicious, and it's a good pork flavor. It's like naturally raised, you know, dark pork. It's delicious. You know, it's funny because one of my favorite restaurants in LA is called uh, Namankan. Mm, it's a yakitori that? joint. It's uh, it's on the west side. Okay. It is you. You walk in. You just walked into Tokyo when you walk into there. It's amazing, oh. but they always have a hot dog on it, and I'm like, I'm not getting the fucking hot dog. And that's exactly what you were talking about. It's that's what you tiny get. Guys. I and didn't it's know the that's best hot dog. I had one of those at uh, uh, that Omoide, whatever the piss alley place in uh, oh, yeah. all the Akatori in Tokyo. Yeah, that's that was the best thing. The sausage. Wow. Yeah. So tell me about about Japan. Did you discover oh, anything that? What did you wonderful. discover that you did not think you were going to discover that blew your mind? Anything exciting like that? I think Japan was everything I expected and more. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo is my favorite city in the world now. Agreed. Uh, you Same. realize uh, L.A. or American general we're about fifty years in the past, and yeah. that is, Tokyo, Hong Kong, that is modern society. Yeah. They have bullet trains. We don't have a. They have a bullet train. The Shinkansen since the seventies. Yeah. America. The greatest, I'm doing air quotes, the greatest country in the world, doesn't have a fucking bullet train. Yeah. Amtrak takes like eight hours to get to San Francisco. It's fucking bullshit. Like, we live in the past, dude. Like, civilization is happening in, you know, these amazing modern cities elsewhere. Absolutely. And the food is great. People take so much pride. It's so clean. One thing I didn't expect, people don't speak as much English as I thought. You really cannot get around with speaking English. It's That blew my mind. Right? I mean, it was so like... It was so kind of pretentious of, of me to be like, how could you guys not speak English? It's very American. I mean, how be- can you not speak my language? <laughs> I rule the world. Uh, yeah, but if you go to like Paris, Paris people might be a little snobby, but they understand it. Yeah. Or like Florence, Italy, whatever. People like the touristy towns, they, they make an attempt to speak English because that's how you get a job. Not but in, in Japan, Japan, fuck you. Yeah, they didn't you know, give a fuck. Learn their language. I, which... Which I think adds to the fun. Like you really feel like you're lost in translation. You Absolutely. really feel like you're in a different land. I have to do Google Translate and stuff. And for me, it's even uh, a, a little. I don't know if it's worse or better because people assume I'm Japanese. They start speaking Japanese to me. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, they can't tell by looking at you that you're Chinese. Uh, I thought so, that was some just a, could a white person thing that some could. But I, I kind of 
like I'm like Shanghai. My blood is Shanghainese, so like I'm a little paler and stuff. I look somewhat Japanese, right? Compared to some Chinese people, like I don't look super Chinese. I don't think, right? So they just assume, and uh, yeah, and I have to tell them like I'm sorry, and I look like a sellout, like I'm, <laughs> like a, you know, maybe I'm a Japanese person that don't speak Japanese, <laughs> right? Um, but the food was amazing. Did Everywhere you have you go, a? Did you have what was your craziest sushi? Did you do an insane like? I like did do. Uh, I think it's Ginza sushi. Ginza. Ooh, I forgot Ginza. Uh, Tony sent me the recommendations like Ginza, whatever sushi. It's like oh my god, say that costs end up costing like three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So Ginza is this area in in Japan in yeah. Tokyo that is like. Uh, the Rodeo Drive, mm -hmm. if you will. And it's like very, very, they have these like crazy sushi places that have like six seats, one or two servings a night, and it's 350 bucks a person. Right. And it'll blow your fucking mind. It's amazing. That was my first meal when I landed in Tokyo. Wow. Um, Jet lagged having a 350. That's a baller move right there. I know, there. right? Uh, it, it was awesome. Uh, but I got to say this. Everything is so good in Japan. It's you, it's hard to find a bad meal in Japan. Yeah. So everywhere you go, ramen restaurant, random sushi restaurant, you get like an eight out of ten. Yeah. But then you pay four hundred dollars and you get like you know a, a ten out of ten. Yeah. But it's not. It's exponentially more expensive, but it's not exponentially better. So if money's no issue. Go go to those ten out of ten places. Yeah. But you know, just go to Japan. A, a ramen is like ten dollars. A great uni. Uh, salmon rice bowl it's also like $15 and you, it'll be like one of the best meals you it'll ever had you don't mind. have to go to those $400 places the people have so much pride in what they do it's, I mean it's a culture where literally people take a samurai sword and kill themselves yeah absolutely from shame on the subway I saw it five times <laughs> I mean, I just keep thinking about that. And you're like, oh, this is the culture. Yeah. People fucking kill themselves if they don't do it right. And the thing that's the thing that that is interesting to us, I think, in America is that they're not doing it to get any type of credit. Like no. they're not doing it to become the most famous, this and that. Like here, I feel like a lot of our drive is like, I need to get the most likes. I need to get most more people to watch. Exactly. Me. I need to get the most customers. They don't, they don't give, give a, a shit. fuck. Yeah. Like they'll turn you away. I went to a sushi place. I wanted to get sushi to go because I was like in a restaurant. They're like, no, 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 you can't take it to leave. I was like, I'll, no, I'll pay for it. They're like, no, it's not going to taste the same if you leave with it. Exactly. I was like, these people, I fucking loved it. It's it's legit. That's how you know. Like Santuka ramen, they don't they don't do uh, takeaways here. Really? Yeah. It's legit, man. Like, it's and legit. people are so respectful. I get very angry easily. Like, um, I have like road rage stuff like that in yeah. LA. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> Did that guy just cut in line? Like, shit like that. Yeah, just little shit bothers me, right? But in Japan, never got pissed. No, because everyone's so Amazing. respectful. I don't and know then, how they lost the war to us. It may. <laughs> Well, uh, it's something called nuclear <laughs> physics. <laughs> nuclear physics. Well, well, yeah. It doesn't matter how much pride you have. The nuclear. Yeah, nuclear. Well, I mean, we were about to lose the war if it's not for the nuclear yeah, bombs. Yeah, that's you know? true. And and I get it. That's uh, true. They're so organized, and and I mean, just a great group of people, man. They're um, great. They're great. Back to Jimmy after this. I love soup dumplings, also known as Xiaolongbao. Can't get enough of them. But how did they get the soup into the dumpling? A chef in Shanghai invented them in the late 1800s. His move was to make the filling with aspic, which is a jelly made with meat stock. Mmm, meat jelly. Hence, when you cook the dumpling, the aspic would melt, creating a soupy inside. Genius! And here's my go-to recipe for soup dumplings. Step one, go on Yelp. Step two, type in soup dumplings. Step three, get in your car, drive to the restaurant. And step four, order the soup dumplings. 
Uh, oh, almost forgot step five. Make sure you preheat your car's heater to 72 degrees. Let's get back to Jimmy. Okay, we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna get to our green eggs and dance questions. All right. That we ask. I do want to give a quick shout out. I don't know this man, but I've been watching his YouTube channel, uh, Adam Liao, L I A W. He's an Asian Australian person, and he makes the most, like the best and easiest Japanese uh, and Asian food uh, on YouTube. Really. I've been watching that a lot, and it's taught me a lot about making Japanese food. Really. Yeah. Interesting. Very easy. I'm gonna check him out. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Ready. Go ahead. Here we go. What is uh, your earliest food memory? Oh, I think it's probably my dad making Shanghainese food, like uh, the red braised pork, the soy sauce braised pork, a uh, little uh, uh, vegetable and uh, sliced pork noodles for lunch. Uh, he was a great cook. And also making wontons with my mom and stuff, you know. Oh, very cool. Yeah, by hand. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. I saw you just had that one. You went to that wonton party. I wanted one. It's my neighbor's house downstairs. He's also a Chinese American. And, uh, yeah, it was very fun. We just made our own versions of wontons. It's it's way easier than you think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, um, I just remembered something. You know how you're you would stare at the crafty people and say, "That's who I want to be." Yeah. My version of that when I walk by a Chinese uh, restaurant, like you know the ones that have the the duck in the yeah, window yeah, yeah. and stuff, and there's the dude who's got the big stump of wood with the cleaver. Yes. Oh my and god. And just like doo -doo -doo -doo, like chopping up Yo. a fucking chicken with no regard for where the bone is. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you chop through the bone, yeah. dude. That guy. I want to be that guy. You want to so, be that guy? Usually that those guy. guys have a missing finger. Yes. Yeah. I want to miss my finger. <laughs> so chopping is your thing. Uh, I love a good chop. Do you, do you have a good knife game? What, what's your go-to knife? I I I use a, a Santoku knife, but I, uh, I I need to get better. I need to get better knives. Oh, you do? Here's the okay. thing, though. I went to Japan, and I was ready to drop like 500 bucks mm -hmm, on a knife. Mm -hmm. And I went, and their knives are very, very light and very, very thin. Oh, it's more like cutting through sushi. Yeah, they were like very, very delicate. And I like, I think I like a European knife more because they're a little more meaty. The German knives, uh, what's that brand yeah. with the two little stickers on it? Yeah, I have one of those. It's yeah, Vustoffs uh, are great. But you know the best knife I got? One of them, it's like a $20 knife from Amazon. It's a beautiful handle. Not the sharpest knife, but it's great. I yeah. keep sharpening it. Uh, and then another one, I bought $5 at a Thai grocery store here. It's like a little cleaver. Very thin, but it's great for chopping vegetables. Oh, I love a good cleaver, bro. Yeah. I need to get a cleaver. They just look cool. Yeah. Um, I, It's funny. I always thought, because I went to these knife shops in, in Tokyo, and they're like, they these I like was reading about it. They used to make samurai swords. Oh wow! And then like once gunpowder well gunpowder came out, they're like, all right guys, we got to pivot, uh, <laughs> and we're gonna start making things to chop vegetables. Like how much how much of a mind fuck must that have been for the employees there? Yeah. Like we're gonna go from making these murdering machines to like something to make your mirror Like with. if Smith and Wesson started making like pots and pans, <laughs> yeah. you know. That'd be great. Uh, what is your death row meal, last meal of your life? I, th I think about this a lot. It's tough because I might actually just go for a piece of prime rib because hmm. I love Asian food and, you know, whatever. But death row, I might go to like Stinking Rose, which is my one of my favorite restaurants. It's a garlic-themed restaurant. And they have a great prime rib, just like a garlic prime rib, some mashed potatoes, just eat yourself silly. Or maybe a oh, you can eat Korean barbecue. It has to be some kind of meat, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, uh, this this restaurant, the Stinking Rose. Yeah. I've never been to it. It's great, but it's that's their tagline on their sign is a garlic restaurant. It is. I've never, and I'm also on the mission for the perfect prime rib. 
Ooh, uh, which I haven't this been to Lari's. This is not perfect. I haven't been to Lari's either, though. I, I have not been to Lari's either, but I've had great prime ribs in many places. Uh, Sting and Rose just got a good flavor. It's not the best prime rib, but it's it's very garlicky and it's great. It's good enough to have before you die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope we don't uh, get to that point. <laughs> well, in case we do, we're prepared for it. Mm. Um, what is the best high-end meal you've ever had? Ooh, that's tough. I don't really go to Michelin star restaurants, you know. I'll pay for a good omakase, I guess. Um, I don't. I don't know if I can answer that question. Really? Uh, you don't do these like crazy, like French laundry-ish type restaurants. I have not, uh, because those usually disappoint. Uh, I I agree, ninety nine percent for of the me, because I'm there for the flavor. I don't give a shit about your presentation. Oh. Yeah, I get it. I can't. Here's the thing. I always forget that that's how I feel at the end of the meal. Yeah. And then like six months later, I'm like, I can't wait to do it. And then in the first course, I'm excited because all these people yeah, are yeah. like. And then by the end, I'm like, why did I do this? And I, yeah, I, I do want to go to like a set meal, like Michelin. I don't know if I got buddies to go that. Like, you know, not everybody's on Silicon Valley. Hey, man. I can't, I can't yeah. just, like my buddy that works construction, I can't just <laughs> ask him to go to a fucking French laundry with me. Like I'll have to pay for the meal. You know, right, right. And it's too expensive. Like, I've been a Nobu. I think it's so overhyped and it's not fucking worth it. No, that's the fucking, the rock shrimp is what they're known for, right? Yeah. The fucking rock shrimp. (laughs) Deep fried. It's goddamn Popeyes, popcorn (laughs) shrimp coated with goddamn uh, spicy mayonnaise. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I don't love it. And then, oh, you go there, like, whatever, Davis Spade and Ronda Rousey's. They go, they don't fucking know food. Go fuck yourselves. (laughs) I'm not down with Nobu. If Nobu. Was like regular priced. It's delicious. Fine. Whatever. But I'm not paying whatever $300 for like just an okay whatever meal. Yes. That is my least favorite type of meal. The overpriced bullshit Hollywood meal. Yeah, dude. And Nobu epitomizes that. Uh, I mean, I I heard Nobu in Malibu has a great view and stuff. I've never been. I like a good view. It's a good view. But I live right by the Nobu here in La Cienega. Yeah. I don't ever go there. No. No, it's fucking stupid. I'm not trying to impress nobody. Yeah. If... If if you <laughs> shots fire, <laughs> what's, what's the saying? If you don't like me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best, or whatever. Fuck yeah! If you don't like me at a ten dollar Thai restaurant, you don't deserve me at Nobu. <laughs> if a girl, if I'm going out with a girl and she only like I have to go to Nobu to impress her, forget it. Yeah, no, forget point. it. No. One girl I dated, she made me walk out of Rune Pear. This great Thai restaurant. Rune Pear is great. It's great because she was like, it smells like fish sauce in here. I can't take it. I'm like, go fuck yourself and move back to Ohio. <laughs> but she was probably super attractive. So you're like, okay, we'll go to anywhere else. We'll go to Nobu. She's just like this tall, like modely white girl. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I'm done with you. By the way, uh, Rune Pear is Eliza Schlesinger's favorite restaurant. Oh that really? Was, yeah, when she mentioned that on the uh, I on love the show. Eliza. I love her husband. She loves uh, Rune Pear. Because she knows food. Oh, she got she know knows food. Yeah. And Bloodsos. It's a one of yeah. the greatest barbecue on this side of town. <laughs> that was great. Um, what is the best low end meal you've ever had? So it doesn't necessarily mean Oh, I have a lot of great low end meals. Yeah. You know, Thai restaurants and stuff. It, I feel it's like awesome. I feel like you live in the low end meal place. I do. That's I where do. You... It doesn't matter. Like uh, low end meals, I mean at the end of the day, after tips it costs twenty dollars. Yeah. So it's not like the lowest end, you know? Right, um, right. But, you know, you know. so I was in, I studied abroad in Florence for four months uh, when I was, I don't know, 21. Um, the, one of the best meals I've had there, because <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of money. I was on a student loan. So yeah. I had some nice Italian meals, just great pasta and stuff. But one of the best is this uh, just kebab shop. 
Interesting. Yeah, this like Turkish kebab shop down the street from me, and the guy Mustafa, he would just shave the meat and stuff. Like so simple. It's like four or five dollars. Little donor. And you donor kebab. Yeah. And and I ate that like every other day because I was poor, and it was delicious. It was just so good, and they put French fries in it. Oh. So it's like a California burrito. That's cheating, man. Yeah. You put French fries in fucking anything, and it'll. But it has to be the right kind of fries. Yeah. That complements the meat, and 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 that was delicious. I thought you were gonna go with because in Florence they have these like amazing little sandwich shops. Oh yeah, that like have Italian like focaccio sandwiches that are cheap and like with mortadella That's and like pretty damn of, good. Oh yeah, love. Oh, you know the aperitivo in Italy? Uh huh. It's like the um, happy hour basically, and you pay seventeen dollars. And us as as thirty Americans, we look at it as a buffet. Yeah, but nobody does that. Like, <laughs> but I'm there. I've been starving all day. I just go there as a buffet, and then you can all you can drink wine and like meats and whatever Love but it. a normal italian would just go there a glass of wine and maybe one plate of meat right no you know? not us yeah we'll fucking show you how it's done italy um what is your favorite drunk food oh interesting um drunk food you know maybe i gotta go back to that kind of like halal guys like honestly that's just so good it's just yeah. like a mishmash of food yeah uh, or you know what? I used to uh, do a lot of sets or like get drunk and then go to um, in Thai town, uh, um, not Rune Pear, but this place on Wilton that only opens from 5 p.m. to like 4 a.m. A lot of comics go there. It's very cheap. Okay. It's called Torung. Okay. It's great. It's great. And then they have like the shrine vessel thing with the flames for the Tom Yum soup. Wow. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that that's place is fun. great drunk food. I love it. Yeah. Um, do you have like a go-to hangover food? Uh, pho, usually. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I might go get some right now after this. Uh, that's just very brothy, very clean, and uh, yeah, it's great. I always think it's a fine line between really good pho and fucking awful dishwater pho. Oh, yeah, it is rough, like MSG-filled pho. Yeah, I need it to, I need it to have, it needs to, I need to taste the fucking bones, yeah. the beef bones. I got a shout out to my peeps uh, on Fairfax, Pho Saigon Pearl. Okay. So it's family owned. It doesn't taste like super flavorful, like the the the. But but it tastes very homemade. And honestly, I swear every batch tastes a little different. It's very subtle. Yeah, it's not very MSG or like very salty. It's just a good, nice bowl of pho. I'm gonna fire some shots right now. Go for it. I love. It seems like every Asian culture, like every different one, has their has their version of a soup Noodle. with noodles. Yeah. Right. Love it. That's my favorite kind of meal. You know who's I can't stand? Mm. The Korean one. I fucking have never had a Korean soup that I've liked. And I've been to all the best ones. They just taste, they have that dishwater taste. Like there's something unrefined about it. I just don't fucking like it. I know everyone gets behind it. And David Chang says, you got to go to Spoon by H. It's the best restaurant. Spoon by H, all right. I fucking went there. I was like, I'm not, I, a, a bowl of ramen will beat this any fucking day of the week. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I love Korean food for the meats and stuff. Yeah. And dumplings. Yeah. Uh, but noodles I never love. Like, Mengdong Gyoja is a great dumpling joint. But they have all kinds of different noodles. Chicken noodle soup, whatever. The noodles are always kind of soggy and too long. Yeah. And you know what fucks me up, man? Like, in those Korean restaurants, they give you those flat metal chopsticks. Oh, fuck you. And you can't pick up noodles with those no. chopsticks, man. It's awful. Yeah. And you know what? They just do that because they're probably easier to fucking clean. Oh, is that what it is? I imagine, because why? It looks pretty baller. Who on earth... Yeah, but it sucks though. It's like the worst. Yeah, it's I, I don't know those noodles. It's hard to pick up. I can never like slurp it. They haven't gotten their noodle game right. I totally agree with you, man. Yeah, I think and I think the reason David Chang look, 
I, we all go for our nostalgia foods, so he, it reminds him of his childhood or There's, whatever. Yeah, I get that. Spoon by H seems like something a Korean mother would have probably made yeah. when he was growing up. Yeah. But you the know dumplings in there seems... I'd be fucking thrilled that she's not my mother, is how I'd feel. <laughs> oh, whoa. Because it tastes... Real shots fire, awful. man. My mom's... Actually, Persians I don't have, think it tastes awful. I think it tastes fine. But, like, the dumplings are, like, soggy and stuff. It's very yeah. just homemade. Yeah. Yeah. Persians, you're saying? Persians have our own version of ramen, which is delicious. It's really? Called, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's called ush, and it's basically the soup that is made... It's... There's no meat broth. It's all just herbs, like more herbs than you could imagine uh, in this broth with uh, sour sour limes, like dried limes, huh. cooked forever, and then these rice noodles, and it is fucking amazing. Is there a soup? Yeah, that's the soup. The, that's soup, the soup is okay. is this kind of herb concoction, yeah. and it's hearty, though. At the same time, Does it's it taste ve- like Persian food? Because uh, I yes. like that taste. There is a little bit of that. Uh, fenugreek is usually what what gives it that little fenugreek. Uh, okay, a little taste of fucking uh, Westwood Boulevard. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. I mean, and there's usually a lot of mashed up beans in it too to add. Oh. That's how it, they thicken so it. So fenugreek, you said? Fenugreek is a. Is it like a like a it's, herb? It's dry an herb. herb. It's an herb that, if you eat it, you will smell like it for two days. Oh, interesting. Like it just like seeps out in your skin. Yeah, it's yeah. really delicious, but it's funky. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, again, Koreans suck. <laughs> no, 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 no. As okay. you were saying, Jimmy. Koreans have Jimmy, great. Food. As they you were just, saying, like they do with the best barbecue. They but. do have the best bar. They their barbecue game is is it's up there. the best. It's legit. Um, uh, do you have a favorite uh, celebrity chef or f- or food personality? Adam Liao. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of David Chang, Roy Choi. They're friends of mine. Yeah. Uh, Roy, especially. Uh, David, maybe I ran into maybe a time or two. But um, yeah, Adam Leo, man. He makes cooking so easy. And like, he teaches you how to make a ramen, but he doesn't just teach you a strict recipe. He teaches you a concept of a ramen. I love that. Basically, it's any type of broth, clear or thick or like, you know, cloudy. And then mixed with tare, which is like the uh, shoyu or salt seasoning, yeah. mixed with toppings and noodles. So he teaches you the concept so you can make your own version of whatever you want to make, yeah. ramen or whatever it might be. But he doesn't just give you a strict recipe, and it's so soothing watching that guy. I love that. I'm going to check him out. L-I-A-W, Adam Liao, yeah. Um, or Andrew Adams, shit, and I don't remember, but you find it. <laughs> but he's our favorite. Yeah. Um, but the the thing about that pantry is like if you have if you have a couple of fucking choice ingredients that you just you, you just go and buy yeah. have have a good fish sauce. Yep. You got um, you know have your mirin and your a little bit of sake and whatever. It's very easy to to, to whip something so, up. So easy, and and you can make unlimited variations based on it's like every type of food is like Taco Bell. Yeah. You know, you just, there's five ingredients and yeah. you can make a million things yeah. from it, right? Thai food. All you need seasoning wise is uh, fish sauce, sugar, um, uh, uh, oyster sauce, and soy sauce. Yeah. If you have those four things, you can make whatever Everything, you want. Okay. Yeah. And same thing with Japanese food. I, I didn't grow up making Japanese food with my parents or like, you know, knowing what Japanese food is about. But it's a very specific kind of umami flavor mm. that's very Japanese. Mm. So I realized most of it is dashi broth. Yeah, it's like help, bro. Instead of ch- using like a chicken broth or whatever, they use dashi broth. So that's very easy. And you just go buy a packet of dashi, which is probably not the best, but buy a packet of dashi, you have some dashi broth ready. Yeah. Uh, so you need dashi, you need uh, uh, sugar, or sometimes I substitute honey. Yeah. Uh, and then you need a uh, mirin or sake, you know, some kind of wi- wine and acid. 
and uh, you need a good Japanese soy sauce. Yeah. Those four things, you set. Set. You can make any Japanese. Fruit, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's so easy. Absolutely. Um, what is your uh, what is your desert island food? So you're on, trapped on a desert Ooh, island. There's yeah. one thing you're gonna have to eat: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're never gonna tire of it. Is it a type of cuisine, or is it just literally one item on the menu? Uh, uh let's go. Let's 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 do both. If okay. it's one item, what is it? Maybe ramen. Because there's well, can I have different variations of ramen? Yes, I, gotta choose I will one. give you that. Okay, I will give you that. If there's variation, before, before I trap you on this island, <laughs> if there's variation, maybe if I can say like noodle soup. <laughs> That would be because uh, okay. that's literally what I eat every day. Different yeah. kinds of noodle soup. If I can go a little broader, like dim sum, because there's a lot of variation. But that might get old. I think noodle soup. Noodle soup. Yeah. Interesting. Whatever that may be. Okay, love that. Yeah. Um. Uh, two more questions. Mm -hmm. Is there a food that you just can't stand eating? You fucking hate it. Oh, durian. I can't. Really? I grew up like around durian. Never. I never ate it. It just smells like garbage to me. I can't. That will make me throw up. You still haven't eaten it? I've never eaten it, dude. No interest. You have to. Oh, you know what? I've tried durian candy and stuff like that. That's the. I don't like it. That's gross. I don't. No, but durian has this. It's a texture. The texture is so delicious. It's like a. It's like a brie cheesy texture, and it's like a funk to it. And you just have to let yourself go. You need to, Look, you need to lose just, control in the funk. I just something I don't need to do before I die. Like you know, what I mean, like like people was like, oh. You, you never lived until you went like skydiving. I'm like, I don't need it. Yeah. I'm fine. No, I know. Before yeah. you die, you're going to have a fucking garlicky prime rib. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't need a durian. <laughs> uh, and do you have, last question, what are your, uh, do you have a restaurant pet peeve? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when the waiter doesn't write down your order. Maybe. It's the worst. And then they come back, oh my God, this motherfucker. <laughs> this one place, this Italian place, I'm not, not going not, not to name the name. The food is fine. Now. The Olive Garden. No, yeah, but 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 there's this kind of like broy like Guido guy there, you know, and yeah. then he's like real bro, and he thinks he knows everything, you know, and uh, he always he thinks he got a good memory, so I'm like, let me get this, let me get that, and then he motherfucker comes back 20 minutes later, he's like, you got uh, the Bugatti and the, the I was like, if you would have wrote it down, you don't have to ask me, and he pretended he didn't forget about it, but he forgot about it, yeah, and then he asked you in a way like, oh, and you got the spaghetti meatball and the right, right, that's right, right. right. I'm like, no, I didn't, dude. <laughs> You fucked up. <laughs> write it down. And then sometimes I straight up I tell the guy to write it down. I'm like, hey, you sure you don't want to write this down? And they always say, no, no, I got it. I've been I've been a waiter for 20 years. Oh my god. Being a waiter for 20 years doesn't give you an amazing memory. No, it doesn't. It doesn't give you a higher IQ. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part about it is. You have this anxiety the whole time. Of, oh, are they going to get it right? And God. then even if they get it right, you're not impressed by it. You're like, you're just like, fuck, man. Why did I have to go through that? I'm not going to tip you more if you got it right. Yeah. But if you got it wrong, I'm pissed. Fuck. It's the wor Like, why? Who are you showing off to, yeah. dude? Awful. Oh. Awful. I'm with you. <laughs> I hate it. Any others? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh... That's the big one for sure. That's a good I, one. I can just tell you, like that's the one. That uh, is a great one. If I was to think of other ones, not 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 really, not hugely. I'm very lenient. You know, I know it's the service industry; it's not easy. Yeah. You know, and um, but fucking write it down. Make your job just make your down. life easier by writing it down. Yeah, it ruins my whole meal. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't I don't like to stand in lines. Yeah. You know, I don't care for like sceny line places. But then I realize everywhere in Tokyo, you got to stand in line. Yeah, it's true. But you know. th there, I, I let him get away with it. It's fine. I'll yeah. wait in line there. Yeah, it's orderly. Just because the restaurant's small. 
It's small, and the guy has been fucking training since he was four years old on how to make this soup. Yeah. I'll wait in line for the soup. Yeah, yeah. But L.A., I guess, everything is kind of a scene. Yeah. I have a general policy that if I got to wait in line, I don't have to go. Waiting in line for a scene is the worst thing in life. Uh, The worst thing in life. Craig's? Craig's the Steakhouse? I've never been. No interest. Anybody that... I judge them if they suggest Craig. Oh, yeah. I'm That's, like, what? You, you want to get pictures of paparazzi? Right. Like, why would you go there? Yeah, it's an awful place. There's and literally by the way, a, a, a boat of paparazzis outside of restaurants. Like, you want to go there to be seen. It's yeah. literally the sceniest place. Yeah, it's awful. And uh, worse than that, I don't think they age their fucking steaks. I think that they're charging steakhouse prices, and they're just serving you a steak from a fucking supermarket. It's not aged. It doesn't have that uh, funk to it. I it's, never had the food. Is it good? I've never been inside. No, it's not good. It's not. That's like, I would understand if it's like you got to brave these douchebag TMZ people exactly. to go have the best steak ever, but you're doing it for a mediocre steak. Yeah. Same thing with like Nobu. It's like, fine. Yeah. I don't need to make a reservation. I like to end, end this on a negative just to get you all riled up before I send you home. So thank you, Jimmy. Fuck Nobu. <laughs> fuck Craig's. And fuck all of you. From me, I'm going to say fuck Korean soups. I know it's not coming from you. <laughs> but uh, Jimmy O'Yang, thank you so much. This, this is so fun, man. I love it, man. I love yeah. talking about food. And uh, it's always great to meet other comics who love food because love we're a rare breed. Yeah, because comics usually end up eating bar food. On yeah, the they like to shit on fancy food or like yeah. or like on food nuance and stuff like that. But you're 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 in deep. Thanks, man. That, right. that, that, that's, that's one of the main things. When I'm on the road, if I can get a good meal, yeah. I'm happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything you'd like to plug, Jimmy? Uh, I think the paperback of my book's coming out. Uh, it's called How to American. If you okay. want to get that on audio or book. Fantasy Island, Valentine's Day, coming out. Uh, wide release. Go watch it. It's a Blumhouse Sony movie. Uh, it's a re complete rethink of the original Fantasy Island. No way. And it's like a thriller horror. It's very exciting. How so fun. I hope people go watch that. And uh, what are your socials? Oh, at Funny Asian Dude on Instagram uh, and Twitter. I use sometimes mostly Instagram. Funny Asian Dude. Fantastic. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan. And interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Special thanks to Erios. To see pictures of Jimmy O. Yang's fridge, information about the restaurants mentioned in the episode, and more, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.